Hey friends, welcome to episode 169 of Motherhood in Hollywood. My friend Amy Crowfoot is back on the show today. She was on the second episode ever of Motherhood in Hollywood, and we have a lot to catch up on, especially her most recent episode where she appeared on Will and Grace. Ah, I can't wait to share that with you. But before we get started, I want to tell you guys about the sponsor, Motherhood in Hollywood sponsor. That's right. We are sponsored by democracy clothing you guys have probably heard if you've been listening lately me talking about their jeans their fabulous absolution jeans that lift and tighten and make your booty look good well they also have this amazing no gap waistband which if you're like me I have a big booty if you're not that's okay no judgment all butts are equal um, but I have a bigger booty, so it's hard for me to find jeans that don't have that gap in the waistband. And these jeans are great about that. They cover everything. They keep it all protected, tight and toned. Um, and they have this wonderful stretch fabric, but it's not loose. It doesn't get loose like jegging kind of fabric does. Um, the jeans that I have that I wear all the time are the straight leg style, but they also have something called itty bitty boot jeggings, seamless, and the girlfriend cut. Go to democracyclothing.com to find out more about their jean cuts and the other styles of clothing that they have. They are available online at democracyclothing.com as well as in stores. And you can find out more at democracyclothing.com. All right, guys, here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you're here for this episode because one of my dearest friends and um, quite frankly, one of the only moms in Hollywood that I knew when I started Motherhood in Hollywood is on the show today. Her name is Amy Crowfoot. She is an actress. She is a stand-in and dialogue coach on the NBC show Will and Grace. And we've been friends for about 10 years now. And I met her um, when we were auditioning together against each other, I should say. We weren't really together, but auditioning together. And I met her also in like some casting workshops and that sort of thing. And rather than being competitive with each other, um, although that was that's always my first instinct is like, who are you? How can I take you down? Um, she fortunately didn't have that instinct and she was lovely and friendly and um, we kind of became friends and then throughout time became really good friends and she was a great source of mom questions for me um, when I was pregnant and was one of um, maybe like two mom friends that I had when I had Channing. So um, I'm thrilled to have her back on the show today to talk about all of the things that have happened in her life over the past few years since she was first on Motherhood in Hollywood. If you would like to listen to that episode, it's episode number two and it's a lot of fun. We definitely had a lot of fun together. That was back when I wasn't so... um, worried about time necessarily and <laughs> we just all of my my early episodes sort of um rambled on a little bit and we kind of went to funny directions I feel like a lot of podcasts do that like um there are some podcast hosts that especially when you get more than one person if you start to have like two or three people who are all hosting everybody's got something funny to say everybody has some input they want to add and and I think sometimes the podcast tend to drag on a little bit Maybe you feel differently. Maybe you love the longer podcasts. I personally realized over the years that I think 
for my audience, which is mostly moms and actors, everybody's busy. You got stuff to do. You're in your car, you're running errands, whatever you're at the gym, maybe. And you just want to listen to something that's kind of quick and easy, um, to binge. And so I've kind of shortened the episodes a little bit. Anyway, talk about rambling. I totally just rambled just now. Um, It's been a great weekend. We got to celebrate Miss Channing's sixth birthday. We had so much fun. We had a kitty cat cake. You guys, I am not a DIYer, but I went all in on the kitty cat theme and I made some cat decorations and stuff. I should write a blog post about it, but I am a terrible blogger. I'm just like the worst. It always cracks me up. I'll get emails from people who are like, we love reading your blog. And I'm like, do you? What are you reading? <laughs> because I am a horrible blogger. I need to work on that. Maybe that's something I should start. I'm going to start sharing more about my life, guys, um, other than in audio form. So we had a great time. Channing um, was just over the moon. She already feels like a big kid. She's already acting more mature and being a big girl. It's just funny. It seemed to kind of happen overnight. My baby is gone and now she's a kid, like a full fledged kid. And it's been really great, really special weekend. Now this week we have, um, some movie premieres, uh, to go to. We have, I'm going to meet and interview Billy Crystal. You guys, I am over the moon about that. I'm so excited. He is a legend, comedy legend, and I cannot wait to interview him this week. And we're going to go to Universal Studios and get a little behind the scenes of the new Harry Potter dark arts show that they're doing there. It's going to be kind of cool. Um, so make sure you follow me over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram is, of course, at Motherhood in Hollywood, and Twitter is at, whoop, oh my God, I just hiccuped, is at Heather Brooker. Is that Heather Rooker? So you guys make sure you're following me. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the show or left a review, please take a minute to do that. Every review matters. Every comment I see, every um, every time somebody takes a moment to write a review or leave a comment for me on social media, I see it and I appreciate it. It just helps. It acknowledges to me that you're listening and that you appreciate all the hard work that I put into this show. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. All right, you guys, uh, that's enough of my mommy monologue. I really want to get to this conversation with my friend Amy Crowfoot, and she's going to give us a little behind the scenes dish on what it's like to work on Will and Grace. She is Deborah Messing's stand in, but she works with Sean Hayes, um, Eric McCormack, Mugga Malali, all of them. And she has some really fun stories to share with you from the set. So here's my interview with Amy Crowfoot. I am so excited because my my best and only mom friend Woo-hoo. for the longest time. You were my only mom friend. Really? She's here in the podcast with me, you guys. This is Amy Crowfoot. Hi. Hey. So Amy was actually on. Were you on episode two or or three? I think it was. Two. Episode two, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you and Jen Hasty, Jennifer Hasty, were the only women actors that I knew that had kids. Oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> please come be on my podcast. <laughs> please, I need an example. And I yeah. never, and because you guys both live kind of far away, I never really got to see you. I never really had like, you know, I would force myself on you when I was pregnant and come like, over to your I house do? and ask you I need questions. To see how you do yes, this. Yes. <laughs> and you were so nice to like walk me through it and be like, listen, it's going to be fine. Uh-huh. But, but you have two boys. Two boys. Yes. Okay. So um, for everyone that doesn't know, Amy, um, first of all, go back and listen to episode two and then compare it to this what? one. See how much we've matured. <laughs> it's a long way back. It is a long way back. It's been almost four years. Oh Can my, you believe it? Is it really? Mm-hmm. Four years. I'm coming up on episode 200. What happy 
anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's if exciting. I, I keep taking like random weeks off and I'm hoping I'll get to 200 eventually. <laughs> before um, the summer at least. Before the summer maybe. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so Amy, um, is an actress and we basically look the same, Yay. except I have blue eyes and yours are more like hazel. hazel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy also has really amazing curly red hair and mine is straight and boring mm-hmm. and I try to curl it. But See, I always want it straight. So really? Isn't that mm-hmm. funny? You always mm-hmm. want what's some grass is always greener. Right? Uh-huh. I always wanted straight dark hair. Oh. Yeah, right the total opposite of when i was yeah when i was little i wanted to have like blondish hair like strawberry blonde hair because i loved nicole kidman oh, in days of thunder yep. and i thought oh my god her she's hair is gorgeous it. she's got it <laughs> she was my first like probably like girl celeb crush i was like god she's gorgeous because she oh, had like red hair yeah. and she got tom cruise but before well, he was pre- <laughs> <laughs> well not really <laughs> we don't know jury's still out before after, we so. knew <laughs> anything anything Mm -hmm. um but anyway so I it was it's only been honestly since maybe college maybe after college that I've embraced my redheadedness me too it was really hard growing up because if for some reason it didn't feel like there were that many other kids Mm -hmm. that had red hair my brother has red hair no we're special but we were like the only kids in the school yeah and so it's funny years ago I was out and I was probably it was probably like 10 15 years ago my first or second grade teacher who I would never in a million years have known came up and was like are you Amy Crowfoot I mean it was the craziest thing so she because remembered you she, from your because hair because the hair oh I love I that. know I know and people pick us out of a crowd and you know yeah yeah well it is a very uh, you know defining feature and they are saying there's going to be like fewer and fewer redheads by like 2050 or something I don't I don't it. I don't know if by Urban 2050 legend. well I mean like I look at Channing's hair and her hair, sorry, there's something in my eye. Her mm. hair photographs reddish sometimes, but in person yes. it's more like a light brown. Um, yes. But she probably has a lot of the highlights. Yeah. So she and has, probably in the summer. It gets yes. Lighter. In the summer it yeah. gets very blonde. Yeah. That's how Cameron is too. Oh, my, really? my older son. Um, so I, I, I mean, I can see it like the gender, there's no more generations of like, whenever I see a young kid that has red hair, I'm like, yeah, keep it going. Oh, we have two, we have twins on our street, a boy and a girl red red hair oh my god are their parents cashing in uh they should be they absolutely should (laughs) be yes this is like bugging me i know why is it put it under i'm not sure hold on let me go under it's her headphones i did it under (laughs) there you go oh yay today um anyway so amy and i used to um audition against each other a lot for um parts because we're very similar types and i'd see her all the time and um, I eventually just sort of was like, hi, be my friend. Cause yes, I really liked your too. energy. You have <laughs> such a sweet face. Um, and you're always very nice. So I was like, I like you be my friend. And she agreed. So, yeah. <laughs> and here we are like Kiss nine years later. Match made in heaven. Yes. And neither one of us are big stars yet. Oh yeah. We both are just so you know, <laughs> just we both in are. our own minds. <laughs> um, but we don't, um, we've actually talked a little bit about this, but we kind of, Acting for both of us has sort of taken a backseat. Like, I don't like to admit that mine has taken a backseat, but but for various reasons. Yes. And I want everybody, I want you to tell everybody why you're sort of taking just a little bit of a break. Right. I, I take temporary breaks. Temporary Let's breaks. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, 
I am working on Will and Grace. Yay! Yay! Well, and I should point out she looks just like Deborah Messing. Oh, <laughs> uh, plus a few pounds. A, cur- a Kirby Deborah. Let's Messing? say a charactery. There Deborah you go. Messing. I love that. I, she looks like a charactery Deborah Messing. Oh my god, I love it so and much. And I used to be like an inch taller, but I think I've shrunk a little bit yeah, in my maybe. in my. But she's shorter, you know, right? She well, she's not. I think she's five eight, and I think that's about what oh, I am now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we're the same height now. I used to work on the show in its first incarnation mm-hmm. when it was on a zillion years ago as mm-hmm. well, from ninety eight to two thousand six. And you were Deborah's yes. stand-in. Yes, mm-hmm. and I still am Deborah's stand-in. Mm-hmm. And now I am also the dialogue coach on the show. Awesome. So because of that extra bonus job, which is amazing and super fun, and I'm having a blast and using all my fabulous skills, I kind of had to choose for the six months of the year that the show is up um that I needed to be there for the show and for the actors and mm-hmm. and because they and hired not me for rush, a job and not rushing out to auditions right. yourself which yeah. it, which it felt unfair right it felt unfair and honestly when I'm at work it's like I'm in class full-time we fill in for these huge celebrities that they hire that you know aren't there for a couple days and we get to work on our acting you know and it's it's really great because I get paid to have an acting class with like amazing people like real life immersive acting experience um so you were a stand-in um and basically for those who don't know what a stand-in is what does that mean for you well it depends on the kind of show you're on so Mm -hmm. multi-camera it's really um I'd say it's it's the least involved Mm -hmm. in multi-camera sometimes when you're in multi-camera you um well with any show you're there for lighting and for blocking for cameras so cameras know where to be and where to go and so to make sure there are no shadows on the actors and no um and you know you look beautiful and gorgeous on film right so because so everybody's covered but in multi-camera because we're in front of an audience um, we have a very specific day that we really uh, work on our work. Most of the time we're watching and seeing. Um, I work with Jimmy Burroughs, who has been in the, Yeah, he's Legend. the king of the industry. Yeah. He's Cheers and Friends and, you know, just everything. And he's directed every single episode of Will and Grace, which is crazy. And he doesn't use marks. That's a lot of work. So, yeah. yeah. So he, when you work with Jimmy Burroughs, you just have to know that you have to use landmarks for where you're going to be. Why doesn't he use marks? What's the I reason think it, for that? it frees up the actors to kind of like, if they're not worried about hitting a certain mark in a certain spot and they just can more uh, work in a natural pace. Oh, I like that. Then it yeah. frees them up to be who they are in their character and find the funny in it as opposed to finding the mechanical. But how you know. often does it F up the camera shot? It doesn't because the amount of times we go through it and with the freedom he gives them, it just, they hit the same thing every time. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And some of the actors seem to wander more than others. (laughs) And some are much more, you know, exact mark every time. Yeah. That's awesome. She's mouthing to me who does it and who doesn't. And if you want to buy me a drink, I'll tell you what she said. Um, I love that because there's a whole, that's a whole other side of this business that I don't think a lot of people realize like right. we just see Deborah Messing and Eric McCormick and you know Sean Hayes Megan Mullally we see them all on camera they're funny we but you don't realize what goes into it that somebody has to stand there for them because and I don't even know how this practice started but the stars themselves don't actually stand in place to make sure the lighting and the cameras are right. set 
we don't know what they're doing. They're having a salad at craft services. Generally, they go back to their room. They're, dre- or, they're hanging on their Or they could be in hair and makeup. You know, we do calls. a lot of pre-shooting on the show. On So we shoot on Wednesdays at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesdays, we do a lot of pre-shooting now. In the first incarnation of the show, we didn't. Yeah. But I think that Jimmy doesn't want to wear them out on show night. So because we're all older. You know, it's just how it is. And so it's, I think it's smart because he'll do the. So some scenes are pre-shot. Well, generally, yeah. It's generally the stunts. The stunts. No, no laugh track. We we bring in an audience. We do not do laugh tracks. And they just play back whatever has been pre-taped for the live audience. Yes. Okay. Yes. And sometimes if there is a really funny bit that they're worried that they won't capture in one take on show night, we'll do it the day before so that just in case they don't get it they've already gotten it and right, they can. right and then they don't have to ruin it for the audience right so it's they really think about the audience itself more than anything as That's far as so the interesting mm-hmm. because you would nowadays i feel like the multi-cam is you know for a while it seemed like it was it was dying, dying. it was and right? then all of a sudden it came back yeah and it's i think it's it's kind of back it's in mostly nbc that's sort of been the champion of yeah. the multi-cam because they've had such a long history of success yes with, with the multi-cam shows um uh i that is my dream is to be on a multi-cam and Me i'm too. sure it is yours Me too. too it's um, so fun why we don't have our own show i don't know um, i mean it's happening right it's in the works somebody <laughs> is, out there listen, please write a show for that. two tall redheads <laughs> <laughs> who are charactery deborah messing <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna secret that into the universe because that would be amazing yes um but yeah no i think it's interesting because a lot of people don't realize like everything that goes into putting together a show like that yes and multicams are notoriously so successful i mean it was the first incarnation of comedy yes there wasn't single cam there wasn't all no. the, all the pre-taped stuff everything was live in front of an audience and you either got it or you didn't right and it's amazing mm. and it's it's great because because our director, Jimmy Burroughs, has done this for so long. And mm-hmm. also his father was Abe Burroughs, who was a pioneer of Broadway. And so he grew up in it. You know, he That's grew up in it's the same kind of thing where it's an audience. So it is theater. Mm-hmm. So it's the same feel, you know, and yeah, he, he knows how to capture that kind of feeling, which is really lovely. There's something for an actor about getting that immediate response yes. to yes. something you say. And I think that's why so many actors, especially stand up comedians, love doing the multicam right well you know it's working if Mm -hmm. you know if you get that response and then you can feed off that energy and create it to go even bigger and it's wonderful yes it's really nice oh i love it i just want to do it the the only multicam i've ever been on was a show called work it Uh on abc and i had a very small part as a cop and um ours was one of the ones that was pre-taped it was oh yes it was in uh, i know it was a uh pre-taped segment that they ran on show night and it fell flat and when the uh, they played it back for the audience it wasn't quite as funny because you didn't have the audience but to be fair the show itself was not a great idea it was about two men who dress up as women to go back into the workforce yes it was a modern day bosom buddies Dress up as women to go back to the the workforce, and nobody realizes they're women. It doesn't work, even now. though they look like <laughs> full on. Well, men. now they would just be transgender, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> like, just be like, oh, or in drag, exactly. you know? Like it wouldn't be a thing. It did not work. I think it aired for three episodes, and ABC oh, was like no. yank, and my episode was like number six, no, so it never, never even aired. aired. Oh, I know. 
Oh, did you get your clip? Story of my life. Did you get your clip? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think ABC was like, this was a bad idea. Like, they just buried it all. Oh, so I, yeah. Buzz and Buddies was so good. It was so good, it but it so worked good. to like in the 70s and yes. 80s when stuff like that was wacky and zany. And the idea of a man dressed as crazy. a lady was crazy. <laughs> Nobody did that. Nobody does that. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, my, my multicam experience totally did not ever pan out. But that was my Aww. one. Actually, that's not true. I, I'm, that is not true. What am I saying? I was on that Nick, um, Nickelodeon show, Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. Oh, you were. My <laughs> kids have seen that. that a few times. They like it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm the I'm the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> glamorous, very glamorous. Yes. I'm like, and I got to sing, which was kind of oh, exciting. I had to sing once on TV. Oh, I almost best. died. It's the best worst feeling <laughs> in the world. Totally. Um, but that's what I love about being like a character actress is you get to do fun, crazy, silly yes. stuff like that. Yes. Um, what what do you think we're doing wrong? Because I feel like we're both really talented. We both have a really good look. Yes. We both have very clear goals of what we want to do. Yes. Um, I I don't know what we're doing wrong because I see people who look similar to us in commercials, on TV all, all the, the time. time. All the time. And I'm like, is it our reps? Is I it- I can tell you one thing that I've noticed over the years. Is it someone we need to sleep with? Because I will no, do it. We need to be shorter. Oh, you think? Yeah, absolutely. My friend Lindsay Hollister and I have had talks, but she, she thinks it's it's that we're too tall. Yes, for our type, shall we call it, which is a wacky next door neighbor. You know, I'm your best friend. Everybody because, is short. Yes, everybody is Should short. Should I start lying on my slate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Heather Brooker and I'm 5'6". <laughs> and then you show and up. And then I show up and they're going to be like, she's enormous. <laughs> I just grew. I had a really light growth spurt. Right. Oh, and God. Now, I'm going to try that. Uh-huh. Oh, I, it is. It's a really interesting thing. It's um, You look around at all the, you know, all the Melissa McCarthy's out there, uh, you know, and anybody over 5'6", you're just not as considered because- as funny. I think it's because we're there to be the Ethel. We're there to be, you know, the wacky, the, the Lucy and Ethel, which, you know, Vivian Vance apparently gained like 20 pounds to play the part because mm. she you have to be the slightly less attractive friend comedic to make the hero look even prettier. more fabulous. Yes. Even more fabulous than they are. Ugh, so this which in gross. this t- I know it's <laughs> but that's OK, because, you know, there is that part and it's right. wonderful and you get to have the freedom of just being, you right. know, and like and enjoying the comedy and still and, eat whatever you want to eat. Right. Right. It's yeah. I'm okay so I with think that. that's it. I'm okay with that. I just get so frustrated because I see um I see all of these other people who do look like this. And you're right, they are shorter. They're shorter. Like I was watching um Supergirl last night mm-hmm. and there was this red haired, blue eyes, late thirties chick on there with like a really fun guest starry type dramatic. And you're like, part. why didn't I even go into yeah, that? And I'm like mm-hmm. WTF and she looked straight up character You know, she was only real wacky, but she looked like a mom. Right. And I was like looking her up to try to find out who she was, like I do, because I'm a stalker like uh-huh. that. And I You're like, where'd she come from? I couldn't find yeah. her anywhere. She wasn't even listed on IMDb. Nope. So I was like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm just still treading water. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in that With a respect. zillion credits yes. under your belt. Yeah. Still treading water. Yeah. It's, what yeah, is that I can't. It must just be. And she was shorter. Yep. 
She was shorter. It's, it's a huge thing. I don't know. I, I noticed it years ago, and I thought, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, I am shrinking with my age, so that's good. <laughs> but time I'm like 90. I'll be like, I'm, I'm like so ready for this. Hunched over. They'll be like, you're in. You're perfect. You're a star. <laughs> Here's your show. Oh, jeez. You're the new Betty White. It can't just be that. Like, I, that's one no, of the things I hate about this thing. town is because it's like you're either – you're too tall. You're too short. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're redhead. Well, you know, like let me tell you this one thing. We're in a very odd category that shouldn't yes. be odd because honestly, half the country looks like looks us. Looks like us. Looks yeah. like us. Yeah. So this, our cat, we mm-hmm. should be working left and right. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, about 15, 20 years ago, no, 15 years ago, I took a class um, and it was about uh, locally, it was, it was Scott Sedita. And it was yeah. the, oh, I love the, Scott Sedita's like, class. Was it the nine characters of comedy? Yes. Or the, okay, uh-huh. so I the nine characters of comedy, and basically, and it's a fabulous class and a fabulous book, and I Very highly helpful. recommend it. Mm-hmm. And it breaks down the characters of comedy Archetypes. and who you are. Mm-hmm. He could not put me in one category. You know, he's what? like, "Yep, you either right." Yeah, were no, you, no. Were he, you straddling two categories? I had Todd was my teacher then. Todd, yep. Todd has since gone on Todd. and like yes. created his own studio. Yes, but Todd, Todd was my teacher, and Todd put me in the in your own world. Yep, and that's where I am too. That's where he put me, and I do not Instead understand of, why. By comparison, there's like a lovable loser. Yep, um, which we are not. Which is like uh, Deborah Messing. Maybe you think um, that's Deborah's character? I think that it's more. You think she's more like bitch bastard, or and Eric is more lovable loser. Uh, well, Eric is the glue. He's the you know the Courtney Thorne Smith or the um... Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know he was he's the the straight man of shall we say of the show, and he's oh yeah, which one you know, was that the wife the one they always put in the wife yeah category. I can't remember yes exactly so it, it's kind of a turn the tables yes. kind of thing it's very I it's can't very remember that category it's very I love Lucy in that yes. way where you know the Deborah Messing is the Lucille Ball and I cannot remember the categories because I was so frustrated well I just remember lovable yeah. loser in his own world yeah. bitch bastard um yeah yeah and the, se- the sensible one yes which is which is that's yeah or what they considered yeah. to be um ray romano's wife patricia right Heaton right in everybody loves yes Raymond. and so they're and it's great he's the, the lovable loser down. and she's like the sensible one yes which is nice when you have that pairing because mm-hmm. it really is the contrast but yeah but because of that since they can't put us in one of those categories and those are the categories that are written for those shows it doesn't quite compute so I think that's it for me. That was kind of like oh, do you think a light that went that, on. Do you think? I mean, it went off for me too. But I also was like, cool. I'm in my own world now. What do I do now? What do I do? But it makes sense because I've been a, like on a satellite yep. around everybody else. But I look at some of these other ladies too, and I'm like, well, they're not doing particularly anything that's particularly special or no. that fits into one of those categories either. So it has to be something else. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I had my friend on who is a casting, um, head of casting for YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Zaccanio, who is amazing. And I kept asking him, Danny, why am I not going to cast these shows? Yes, why aren't you casting yes. me? You're a fucking and did casting he have an director. Answer? And he's like, well, I mean, he goes, um, you know, people who are really great are just going to get cast. Like you just have to do the work like, or dude, whatever. I'm really great. But then I, <laughs> but he kept saying it and I kept thinking, Maybe he's subtly trying to to tell me that I'm terrible. And he's like, honestly, the cream rises to the top. Like the people who are really good are um, just going to do it. So I'm like, oh, man. You're like, I suck. I suck. So, of course. 
course, me like in my in my acting insecurity, like that's what I took away from no, that conversation. No, that's not what it is at all. And you know that you know, <laughs> I know that. But I was like, oh man. Um, but I seriously was like, Danny, cast me in Cobra Kai. Seriously, <gasps> I'm like, How awesome I know, be? so yeah. awesome. I'm like, I'm like the only person that watches that show. <laughs> He's like, first of all, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> so thanks. So like, um, but I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong. And I thought, well, maybe it is, you know, everybody keeps saying, well, are you in a class? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Nope. But and neither that is, are most of those people. Neither are most of those people. No. I'm I, in a class. What class are you in? I'm in a class at work. I oh, when yeah, I work true. on Will and Grace. I have a class every single day. But that it, is legit yeah. experience. It's though. complete experience. And honestly, I did not know how to do comedy. Until I worked with Jimmy Burroughs and worked on that show. And I was immersed in it every single day. And there's so much work Mm -hmm. that goes into the funny. So much more work in a lot of ways. You know, I sit there and I work really closely with Sean Hayes. Mm -hmm. And I watch, you know, you you watch him and you think, oh, it's so simple. And it it does come very naturally to him. But he works on his bits. His comedy bits, they are planned and so brilliant and intelligent and he thinks he, things through and when he works on it does he like actually physically walk through it run the lines does he do that oh, in his yeah. dressing room does he do oh, it yeah. with like absolutely uh, people around him and he, you and, yes uh. so so i i always worked with him before too just you know as mm-hmm. i helped him because i think lines, you always yeah. just sort of assume that they just at least from my perspective they memorize their lines they show up on the set and they just do well it. our week runs from thursday to wednesday on mm-hmm. a show okay so on thursday they come in and they do the table read and then pretty much that's it so they read it and then the writers hear it and they think okay we've got to change this drastically or this is fabulous let's keep that and then on friday we start putting it on its feet so on friday we come in and they start you know we do the table we do another table read and then they start blocking it and so we kind of get a feeling of how everything's going to work out, you know, and they're still going to make some ma- major changes. Almost every script has major changes throughout the week, but because they see it so many times on its feet, they know it's working. Right. They know it's not working. And that's when Sean is able to get things worked out, but he has the whole weekend to sit there and work on his bits. And I've yeah. seen him come back in on a Monday and he will just have this brilliant, you know, thing. And he's run it by his husband and he's run it by other people. And mm-hmm. then we sit there and we chat about it, you know, and he's just, it's amazing. Like he is, but you can tell he has worked, he has worked on, on it. it. Worked that on is it. so yeah. fascinating to me because what is beautiful about it is that it does seem very effortless. Yes. It's yes. a very funny show. I really enjoy this, this new, um, yeah, they season. Did a great job. Yeah. They? They're, yeah. they do a really good job and the writing is so fast. Yes. The, and it's the so actors good. are so quick. They're so they're brilliant. They're, they're brilliant. Yeah. And I think it's really, um, I don't want to say underrated cause I think most people do think it's a great show, but I, I, um, I don't think it's on a lot of people's radar now yeah. because there's so many that's, streaming options. Well, that's the thing. So when the show was in its heyday, mm-hmm. you know, from 98 to 2006 or whatever, I mean, it came out of nowhere. We started out on a Monday night mm-hmm. hidden at like 9.30 on an NBC, an NBC and like there, a little tiny audience found it. And all of a sudden, like three weeks later, we were on Wednesday nights and we were all of a sudden like, oh, people are starting to watch. And then two weeks later, all of a sudden we were on Musty Must TV, TV Thursday yeah. night at nine o'clock. We were anchoring, you know, it was amazing. And it came out just like gangbusters and we would do monster ratings. And now 
with the landscape of TV, with streaming platforms mm-hmm. and Netflix and Hulu and, and all the reality each, shows, all the reality all the crime shows, shows. so you know nobody watches anything live anymore. Mm-hmm. We're lucky to get like a one rating. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that's necessarily right. Bad. And I don't know how yeah. they're reading the amount of people actually watching things anymore. Yeah. I don't really understand. It's, it's shifting. It's hard to follow. It's really it's hard shifting to follow. a lot. And I think that honestly, networks are struggling right to figure out how to retain the audience that is going to it's cable tough. for edgier, um, darker, more cinematic yes. shows. Like Game of Thrones is coming out. Oh my up. God, April 14th. Oh my God, I cannot <laughs> wait. I just emailed HBO today and I was like, hey. Uh, I need to get in on I that. I might be too late because uh. they've probably already done a lot of their stuff. But um, I, there's so much things happening. There's so many big things happening on the streaming networks yes. that it's hard for a classic sitcom like that, I think, to... to well, and Get people an want things on demand. So yeah. when you, you don't want to wait. Yeah. Well, you, mm-hmm. And you also don't want to wait till next week. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to watch it on Hulu and watch the whole season. Yeah. We you have know? the NBC app. It's where we got caught up with. Right. We missed Good Place for the first couple of seasons. Oh, it was good, isn't it? So good. Yeah. And then last year we interviewed the cast at Comic-Con. Oh, fun. And I told Chris, I was like, we should probably watch this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's on NBC and I'm interviewing the cast. And I'm like, this should happen. I, know, I should probably watch, what I'm, uh-huh. watch the show. And then we loved it. I was it's like, great. oh, I get it now. I get yeah. why they filled up an entire ballroom full of fans. Like, yes. it's so funny and so smart. It has a huge following. Huge oh my following. God. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I guess, like, you know, one of the reasons why I love talking to you is that I know you get where I'm coming from and that we both have an equal amount of passion for what we do yes. and where we're going. And we're both also moms who yes. love our babies Yay. so much. And are trying to sort of navigate, navigate the two. Yeah. And that's really what motherhood in Hollywood has always been about. Like, that's why I started it. That's why I had you on in the beginning. And, um, I honestly did not know where motherhood in Hollywood would go. Yeah. Because if you remember, I was like, I just want to have friends over and sit down and talk and like have some wine or coffee and just (laughs) chat about mom stuff. Yeah. And, um, mom and acting and, and, um, it's there's so much that has happened over the last four years but there's a big part of me that's like it's not what I thought would happen right you You thought it was I mean as amazing as I'm sure it's been Mm -hmm. and the trajectory has gotten nothing but up on, on your stuff you're like this hasn't helped my acting career right at all not at all yeah and I had a very enlightening conversation the other day with my manager and I was like be honest with me does it matter that I have this social media following? Does it, it matter that well, I have this successful podcast um, when it comes down to casting? And she's like, honestly, Heather, no, ugh. it doesn't. She's like, if you were a celebrity already or an established actor already and you were being cast in like an indie film or something, then right. it might matter. She's like, but at your level, when you're auditioning for co-stars and guest stars and stuff like that, I can tell them, hey, she has a big following and they're going to be like, great great can she act <laughs> and is she cheap right you know like yes that sort of a thing from what i've understood though the following I actually am cheap, does it actually does affect <laughs> the payment though too because it's like okay well you're bringing a little something to the table i mean maybe i haven't to, ever gotten to that point yet yeah honestly you mean when you're offer only when i'm offer only which <laughs> apparently too. according to my previous <laughs> manager doesn't exist anymore which is not true i know it totally <laughs> does. lies um but <laughs> here's something that was very telling and my manager and I also talked about this is that 
I have had so much success in the past two years yes. with motherhood in Hollywood. It has gone through the roof. It is a full fledged business Seriously. now. And I'm so overwhelmed and so grateful for everything it's turned into, but I have not acted in two years. Yeah. So there has to be it, some kind of correlation there. Yeah. yeah. She's like, are you focusing on your acting? And I'm like, well, no, because I have this, 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 and this, and this. And she's like, then you can't expect, if you're not focusing on acting, right. you can't expect producers and casting to go, oh, yeah, great. She can take a pretty picture online, um, but can she act? And I'm like, oh, what do I you're do? You're like, but that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right, <laughs> but I feel so entrenched in motherhood in Hollywood. Yep. I'm on the hamster wheel now, yeah. and I don't and know like, how, how do to I jump, jump off. off. Yep. And I don't know that I want to jump off. Yeah. Like it's led to my job as an entertainment reporter, which, which is amazing. So great. And something I never would yeah. have thought of. So it's like, do I jump off? Do I just That's the ride same it place out? I'm in. That's yeah. the same place. And I'm you've in. had the same so, opportunity. Yeah. So, so you... while the show's in season, the show will and grace shoots mm-hmm. from July through the end of December. Mm-hmm. So it's six months of the year, but then the other six months I have free. Mm-hmm. So, you know, free as a full-time parent. <laughs> right, yeah. right just yeah. lounging around yeah bonbons. that's all i do all day long um <laughs> so don't you yes <laughs> so it gives me that six months but it's hard to kind of turn around and say well i have six months so i really want to work as much as possible mm-hmm. you know whereas people are slogging away the whole year right so it's it's kind of um it's it's kind of like I know I've taken a step back, but I also know this show's not going to go that long. Right. You know, the show was originally yeah, when I signed maybe on another to it. Year or two, well, and when or two. I signed on originally, it was going to go twelve episodes, mm-hmm. and that was it. That we were going to do twelve episodes. I'm like, great, that's amazing. I'll do four months, and I'll get to go home again. I'll get to be with my TV family. You know, this is wonderful. I really missed everybody. It was such a wonderful, warm experience. Everybody's lovely on the show. And, um, you know, half the crew came back. And then a couple weeks before we started, we were picked up for a a 13th episode. Mm -hmm. And then the day before I started work, we were picked up for a whole season plus one, one season. And I went, well, well, I didn't, I, okay. And then, you know, and then we were there. And then I also got the dialogue coach job. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it became my whole world World for those six months. So, yeah, so See, it just kind of snowballed and it was the right time and the yeah. right thing for me. Cause so for you, you also felt like, oh, I'm just going to ride this way. Right. There's a door of opportunity right. that's opening here. And it's going to be short. And it's not going to last forever. Right. I know Motherhood Hollywood is not going to last forever. I, I mean, I think it either needs to expand in right. some way, which I'm, you know, I'm exploring options to do, or I need to maybe shift it or reinvent it in another way and go a different direction. Okay. And these are options that I'm exploring and trying to figure out right now. Um, and it's probably the same for you. Like you're like, I'm just going to ride this wave yep. and see where it goes. But haven't you always been told to maybe not, I don't know, but, um, as character actors, we aren't really going to hit our peak until our mid forties, early fifties. Right, right. I hear that. But then I look around and mm-hmm. I, that's not true. Not true. You know, cause it's changed a lot. It's but changed. I also don't want to be 55 sitting in a waiting room with you, hoping we each <laughs> get a one line part <laughs> on some news, I'm you so know, over it. single cam comedy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like having been in for that show three times, three already. times. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, I don't want to be that person. And there's no disrespect to anybody who is doing that. No. Cause as actors, we've done that we for take, years. We've done that for years. Happily, happily done that for years. We can, we can, yeah. but it starts we to love it. To a point where you're like there has to be something more and this isn't what's the push that i need yes and how do i get there how do i get there yeah i i don't have the answer if i had the answer i'd be working would you come back in four years and tell me again (laughs) when i when i've made it when you've made it (laughs) 
four years. In the um, next four years. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I hope we get to hang out more. Yeah. I know now that you're on a little bit of a break. Well, we're on a break until July, and also mm-hmm. my kids are seven. My boys are seven and nine now, so they're you know a in first easier. and third grade. Yeah. It's it's a much easier space than I was four years ago where you know we were doing like little half day preschool just a couple days a week and I was trying to just like figure out how to buy groceries without my kids screaming my head you know their head off you know and being like I'm sorry (laughs) to everybody else and so it's a completely different place now and it's Mm -hmm. much more comfortable um I have to agree on some of that. I just wish I miss preschool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but you're in kindergarten. You're still in that mm. fuzzy place. Mm. You're still in a in a preschool though. For me, was nine to three. Yes, it, I could live my life. I was growing motherhood in Hollywood, and I got really comfortable with that schedule. And then kindergarten hit, and she's out at noon every day. That's crazy. That's way too early. Our kindergarten was insane. Is full day, and it has completely rocked my world, especially because yeah. I just started this new job, and um, it's not a new job anymore. It's been almost a year, but um. But yeah, so I'm still trying to figure things out and I'm still trying to decide what I want to do with all of this. I love the community that's been created now. And yeah. like, you know, it's just, you know, like you trying to just ride the wave and then see what's next. Right. But I don't want to, you know, I know I have to miss stuff while mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Sure. But I don't want to lose sight of the goal. You right. know, And I think that for a while after I had kids and I just was floundering just to stay afloat in life mm-hmm. you know when I get an audition and my first thought is oh shit same oh same. shit I'm like and oh shit and yep. I have to That's tell you terrible. before I it's terrible because yep. the first thing and the second thought is oh my god how exciting like the yes. first thought is oh shit what am I gonna do how do I how do I navigate how this? do I do this Absolutely. like how I do I work out thing. child care how do I you know figure out the time to do this. How do I get there? How do I, you know, it's, and the second thought is, oh, how cool. You know, I wonder what the part is. Let me yes. find out. But yeah. then you still, in the back of your mind is the shit, 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 shit. Yes. Until you figure it out. And it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible place to be. Yeah. But I have to say, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because next year, starting in the fall in school, um, we go to LA public school, LAUSD. <laughs> um, we have- Hashtag poverty. <laughs> Just I'm Hashtag, such an asshole. I am a product of LAUSD. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Uh, no, but I totally, you know, like I, I love LAUSD. I mm-hmm. love public school. I think the education beyond the actual education that kids mm-hmm. get in public school is so amazing and so worth every, you know, mm-hmm. every bit of struggle you have to do to navigate the actual public school system. But next year, starting in second grade, which my youngest will be in second grade, there's a free program after school. And kids oh, nice. can stay until 530 oh, nice. for free on the yard and they have games and then they sit them down to have them do their homework for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, and then they can just play. Do you have to apply for that? You do, but it's free. See, they have one in the Glendale you just too, apply but the I first have to, day. we yeah. have to pay How- for it. Oh, yeah. See, this it's is something like $20 or $25 a day. This is called uh, Beyond the Bell or YS or something yeah. like that. And it's it's free, oh, absolutely nice. free. And at the beginning of the year, you just fill out the form and then you just have them stay whenever they need oh, to. Oh, that's going to be nice. So when I have to work late or if I have an audition at the same time that I would have to pick them up, I don't yeah. have to figure out how to get them that's there. That's going to be nice. Yes. So, so I couldn't use it until this fall this coming fall because i've had a younger child in the school so now he'll be a little older so basically there's brighter days ahead there are so 
when you get just a little past this stage Ugh. you know it's just and it's just a couple years it's just a yeah. blip and apparently we're not at our stride yet. right anyway. we haven't hit that peak yet. we're not amazing <laughs> enough to be on your television we're on our way except that i am on tv you on are thursday on TV. night yes Yay! and i want to make sure we mention that so um my so I want to make promo. sure. Yes. No, I want to make sure we say that. So one of the cool things um, about Will and Grace is that they love Amy so much. They've given her um, extra responsibilities and they've also written a part for her on Will and Grace. Named Mamie Crowfoot. Which is amazing. Yes. So funny. I love that little wink wink. It's so um, cute. It's going to be That's on really Thursday sweet. night. So I will make sure. I'm going to put information about that up on Motherhood in Hollywood. It's the season finale of season 11. Is that what we are? No. Yeah. 10. 10 do we do two we did eight originally so two yes yeah, is season 10 so season 10 so you guys i'm going to put info about that up on motherhood in hollywood so make sure you check that out amy thank you for oh, coming over to talk i'm so to happy me. to be here thanks for listening you guys um i hope you have a wonderful week and remember i'm not a perfect mom but i can play one on tv bye <laughs> Balls.